Welcome to the Stories We Don't Tell. I'm Stephen. And I'm Paul. And this is a podcast about storytelling. Today, the bus is more quiet than usual. Probably because I'm starting work a little earlier. Only five of us get on at the station. A man and I head to the back while everyone else seats themselves up front. I'm seated on the left side, sun streaming in on my face from the window, and I wonder if I might get too hot. It's early spring, that time when the weather slides between two seasons in a single day. I'm already a little warm, but I'm basking in the sun, no less. Directly across from me is a man, now seated, both of us in the second last row. The two-seated variety, not the very, very back, not the row of the five seats across. We both have our bags on the seat beside us, ourselves seated closest to our respective windows. Barely a few minutes into the ride, before the first stop, which is sure to let on a few more people, he takes out a two-six of plain, two-six ounce, 26 ounce, of plain absolute vodka. It's a striking moment at 7.15 a.m. on a Wednesday. I try to barely notice, obviously not stare, but I definitely have a momentary lingering eye. Maybe it's just his water bottle. I mean, it's a safe solution, not reusing plastic that isn't meant to be reused, leaching its harmful chemicals into your health-conscious body that just tries to consume a little more water. <laughs> but no, I doubt it. He takes a hard alcohol-type swig, the kind where you just wet your whistle. But it's a harsh feeling in your mouth, and so you just can't take in too much at once. No, it's, it's clearly not water. He only takes that one small swig and quietly and casually puts it back in his crossbody, crossbody gym bag. I look out the window, trying to listen to my podcast. I feel eyes turn on me, or turn, I feel eyes on me and I turn, and he's looking at me. Not at all in a creepy way, not angrily, not in any way threatening, just looking. And I do the same, pleading with myself to not hold eye contact for long and to ensure that my expression is altogether devoid of judgment. But I do think to myself, is this the life of a person who needs to have a small swig of vodka first thing in the morning? Or maybe he's been up all night. Maybe he's mourning the loss of a friend. Maybe he just got off work. In any case, it's hard not to think about his reasons behind this early morning, week, weekday drinking. I mean, this isn't a shot of Bailey's or even whiskey and a coffee on that special occasion like camping or Christmas. But it's not my business. It's not my business. And it isn't. Which is what I'm hoping to convey with my, my expression. Someone gets on the bus and sits at the back. Though in front of us, this rivery is broken. I turn back towards the window, but keep thinking about him and me and what he thinks about me. 
seeing him do something that carries shame, at least publicly. He's maybe about 50 years old, dressed in casual, loose-fitting clothing. He's tall. His bag is a nylon gym bag style. His bomber jacket is unzipped. His physical presentation is nothing out of the ordinary. In fact, it's the opposite. He's not super put together and he's not super shabby. He looks like he could be anyone, everyone. The 7.15 a.m. vodka paints a different story, perhaps. Does it? Does it? Wait, does it have to? Me, female, mid-30s, though I often pass for a decade younger. Small in stature, wearing somewhat professional attire. Except for the worn runners on my feet. My bag, also professional, sort of. It's a backpack, waxed canvas. <laughs> I might look like I'm trying to cultivate a certain look. And the red lipstick at 7.15 a.m. might be the key feature that speaks most loudly. I am, maybe to him, a person who has the time and the energy to apply a fussy red lipstick first thing in the morning. My lipstick might be passing judgment, all the while I plead with my eyes to balance things out with an expression that says nothing of the sort. The bus now full, we approach his stop, a corner with many medical facilities, a Tim Hortons, a McDonald's, a library, apartments nearby. He could be going anywhere and none of the above. He gets up, lingering at the back door, awaiting the bus to come to a proper stop while driving in morning stop-and-go traffic. He glances my way again and our eyes meet. This time, his expression says something else. It's no longer blank. It's not sadness. It's not pleading. But something I read as melancholic flits about his face. He looks my way what seems a long time, our eyes held on each other. Again, it's not a threatening expression. On his face, and I really hope not on mine, were two strangers who, I feel, shared something personal of his. His look, maybe wishing I hadn't noticed the vodka, maybe quietly asking me to ignore it. Or that maybe he's somehow, maybe, happy to have shared this personal moment with someone. Someone of absolutely no significance to his life. A confessional of sorts? What if this has been a secret, a burden to carry? What if everyone in his life knows and judges or even disavows, disowns? Maybe no one knows and few suspect. What if his life is as put together as he appears? A normal person going about normal daily life. I think to myself and ask my face to express my thoughts. I have no judgment. I have no judgment. It's your life. And I don't know about it. Yes, your actions tell me you're not having the easiest time at the moment. But I won't change seats. I won't look at you like a pariah. You've done nothing to express 
that you mean me any harm. And instead, I feel for you. Not, not pity, not pity. Just, I aim to offer acknowledgement that I see you and can only imagine the struggle there. But th that you're also just doing life. You're doing it the best way anyone can, the best way we all aim for. The bus finally, finally stops, gets to that stop. And for just a moment, just a moment, we share a tiny smile, not one of joy or of happiness. But it's also not forced and it's not fake either. It's one that I hope says, I see you and I wish you the best day possible, whatever shape that takes. Yes, we should. Should we say we're back? Or I don't know uh, the order of these particular episodes that we're recording at this moment in time. Well, we I think we can we can uh, I think it makes sense to presume we're going to record them in the order that we're going to that we're going to do them or play them in. Okay, well that's a pretty big uh, you know presumption that you have, but I'll go along with it. It's true. We could we could change it up, but I'm just saying at least then we uh, you know it's, it's sometimes hard to be like remember that time we just talked about that thing and then it turns out we had not just talked about that thing. Uh yeah sure yeah yeah. Yeah, that thing. The thing. The thing that we just talked about. There we go. You remember the last episode? We were talking about the thing. Yeah. Well, actually, last episode, we were talking about the book launch. We were talking about the book launch, uh, which we don't have to talk about anymore. I think no. We're, I think we've talked that uh, out. <laughs> everyone everyone now knows that we have a book and it has been launched. Mm -hmm. So that was a story uh, from, from Joey Jacob that, uh, that we recorded earlier this year. Yes, a friend of the podcast, a, a great friend of the podcast. Yes, and a friend of the sh of the of the show, generally speaking, uh, both uh, both on on the airwaves and in person, um, and even the person who sold our book. But uh, but yeah, so 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 what we so we're back into a series of episodes that we going back to sort of the original format of the show a little bit, which was you know a chance to listen to a story and then and then talk about uh, a part of the craft that we found interesting or or, or illuminated by the show. Or by the story itself, mm -hmm. and 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 this one, uh, as you can tell, it was a a bit of a slice of life story, shall we say? This this story from Joey, I think, encapsulates a a, a type of story that we see that we hear from time to time. It's a story that I'm actually currently working on uh, mm -hmm. is, when we're recording this podcast. I'm trying to write a story uh, similar to this, which is that one that really the whole story exists inside your head. You know, some things happen outside external from you, but the but the real narrative arc is really is is really about is almost you reflecting back on an, on a, on a short or or an experience you're having. Yeah, because like the story itself could be like I was on a I was on a bus, I saw this guy. Exactly. But there's a whole other kind of internal thing that's going on. Yeah, and, and the question is like, okay, so what? Why do you want to tell a story? And I think mm. that's which is interesting is that I think one of the things that we constantly ask the first question we ask in workshops is why do you want to tell the story? And and I think Joey in this story and and often people have a very good argument or reason why they actually think the story matters. And the question becomes, how do you take the thing that matters to you about the story and then? convey it through the experience you had even mm. if it's a small experience or or you know experience that could be you know summed up in one sentence how do you unpack that experience uh and and have a conversation and, and create a narrative arc around what is really a a, a small moment in time mm -hmm. yeah and i don't i'm just kind of curious because like you said you you're just trying to work on a story yourself is what do you um what do you think it is about these 
moments that happen that make you that kind of try and you know that inspire you to want to try and unpack an entire story around it to I me mean, i guess they're specific to the incident or where you are sure, or what but, you're thinking about but but but, but no i think there is a, a, a flow through is that to me it is it's a moment of clarity for you or a moment of um of of understanding uh, or or maybe a moment that sort of feels like a metaphor for that part of your life Mm-hmm. You know, like that, 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 that so you're sort of feeling like that this small moment sort of actually does a better job explaining how or why I'm here in this part of my life than, than just telling you what I'm doing, you know, um, like, you know, Joey's story is, is not just her on a bus, mm-hmm. right? Um, in the same way that, that, you know, the work thing, I'm working on a piece that really entirely encapsulates, is entirely takes place in an elevator of a hospital and, and that is a a moment that sort of I think is is, is sort of brings into focus a, a wider experience of of your life at that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and I I wonder if um, you know there's kind of a few things in there. Is that first you're almost you whatever maybe is going on makes you just sort of like more hyper aware of your surroundings. You know when you just there's sometimes you're just walking through you're not noticing anything, and then there's other times where you're walking down the street and you're like you're just picking up on on everything that's happening around you. Um, and also, I think there's these little moments when you're in that kind of state of mind where you are sort of picking up on things, where you pick up more on if something is like, it can even be a tiny disruption hmm. in, oh, okay, I'm going to a hospital or I'm doing, I'm on this bus or whatever. And it's just something out of the ordinary that is just, it's almost like a glitch in the matrix or something <laughs> like that, where you just, you notice it, you pick up on it because it doesn't seem to fit into like where you are in this particular surrounding at this moment in time. Yeah. And, and I think also there's an element of, you know, you know that this moment of time matters to you or that this, exp- that, that, what you're, that's, that this time matters to you, but it's, you you also understand that telling the story, say chronologically, doesn't actually really get to the heart of the purpose of the story, and so you're able to sort of jump back. You know, and the same thing that that Joey does in the story is that you know she finds herself jumping back in in outside of this bus. Right, there's so many other things going on around this experience that she sort of relates to, but but stays. But the narrative arc stays encapsulated in this in this moment, mm-hmm. and I think it's that. That allows you, I think, to tell a much longer experience while keeping to this sort of tighter timeline because you aren't sort of focused, and we've mentioned this before in the show, I'm sure, that when you tell something chronologically, you have to keep getting to scene to scene to scene, whereas if you put yourself in a in a particular moment that you feel encapsulates that whole experience, then you can jump out of that experience into these scenes and which, which will then I'll color the whole story, but allows you to tell that whole, maybe much what could be a much longer longer story or much more complicated story in a much more simple way that sort of all wraps up in a way that allows you to, to, to hold the narrative in a way that is understandable. So would you say, because you're working on something like this now, would you say with uh, all of those, with all this stuff that it is more freeing in a way because if you are telling a story that is, you know, got a, it has a chronological, an order to it, and you kind of like, well, I got to stick to the things that actually happen in the story and I got to get from one thing to another. Does this as a kind of framework where you can kind of jump back in and out of it into other things, is it kind of free you up in terms of the, you know, just kind of 
style of it or where you can the creativity of where you can go with it oh yeah for sure i think i think you're able to you're able to think a lot more about how you can convey the meaning uh via the structure than so much the story itself Mm-hmm. Right. Like if, if when you're when you're telling a story with a very traditional narrative arc uh, in chronologically, then you're then you have no real control of structure. Right. Your structure is is scene to scene to scene to scene. But but when you give yourself these other these other avenues and ways to tell these stories, then you're able to uh, you're able to free yourself into using the structure itself to to convey the meaning. Mm-hmm. You know, the part of the purpose of this, uh, part of the purpose of, of how you're telling the story is is the structure itself, right? This is, you know, the example of an everyday, you know, bus trip for, for Joey in this scenario. But that is a, the fact that it's everydayness is, is, is only, is conveyed via the structure in some way. Mm-hmm. And then in the fact that the sort of that's the questioning that she's doing of herself and her life experience is, is all encapsulated by the fact that this is in this one moment. Mm-hmm. So uh, we're going to wrap things up with, a new segment. Ooh, I like this. Uh, what would you say? So what would you say to somebody that brings a story like this to one of our workshops? I mean, we, you've already said a lot of good things, but what? Mm. how would you sum those things up? If somebody wanted to tell a story like this, that is like, it's not really a lot, like not that there's not a lot there, but mm-hmm. just there's this thing. It's just a moment. I want to talk about this other thing. How do I do the thing? I think you have to be very clear with yourself about the purpose of the story you're trying to tell. Mm-hmm. You know, I think you have to be clear. You have to know what you're trying to get at. You have to know what that nugget of truth is that the story is trying to convey mm-hmm. because everything else has to be built around that uh, because because of the narrative structure is not so normal. If you find your, if you don't know what the point of the feeling you're trying to get to is, then I think you're, you, you can get really lost because then you start jumping out to every little thing you find interesting, whereas because of the fact that you have a somewhat more, um, somewhat more difficult structure, you 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 can you have to really know what the meaning or the why you want to tell the story. Yeah, mm-hmm. that has to be super super clear to you. Um, what would you say? Uh, well, what would I say is um, uh, this is I'm I'm very big on this right now is is the is the idea that um, all the things that you said in terms of you know. Um, really trying to figure out like why you know what you want to say and all of that but um, I would it's the whole the writing everything out mm. is so uh, it is so helpful because it's so helpful like at the end when you're really tightening up the story and really uh, editing it because you know when you write it all out then you know what you are trying it helps to figure out what you are trying to say and why you're saying it but then when you go, when you're editing at the end, there's, there's so much stuff you can take out because you're like, oh, I know it's, it's become sort of infused or embedded in, in the story a little bit more. So I would just say, don't worry about the structure. Don't worry about shaping it. Just like write the whole thing out and then figure out that later. Hmm. All right. Well, I think that's it. All right, and uh, well, look, stay tuned. We have so many more stories uh, coming up in the coming weeks. Yes, and uh, we thank you, Joey, for letting us include your story and for your always uh, your continued support yeah. of uh, all that we do here. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Visit storieswedonttell.org and like our Facebook page for more information about our monthly events. 
for more stories, check out our book, available anywhere books are sold. This episode of the Stories of the podcast is brought to you by the Lansdowne Co. The Lansdowne Co. is a social enterprise out of Toronto that lets us use the space in October 